Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by John Eberhardt and Mikey Foster from Resident Culture Brewing Company located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. So, so that people have a voice to the name, uh, say your name real quick and then what your title is, and then we'll start asking questions. Yeah, I'm John Eberhardt. I'm the sales and distribution manager here at Resident Culture Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. You're next, and Mike. I am Mikey Foster. <laughs> I am Mikey Foster, and I am the lead sales rep for Resident Culture Brewing um, so it's like, this is, uh, your anniversary week, right? So how Correct. old, how, how long has resident culture been around? Five years. What, what wave of craft beer do you think? Is that like 3.0? Would that be considered? Cause there's like the oh, whole, one. there's that whole oh. group of breweries that are like five years old. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It depends on where you start with what waves. Uh, but, yeah, we definitely took off at the beginning of, like, the when hazy IPAs were coming out and, like, starting to spread out of the northeast. So it definitely you're, helped us. You're and in a like very a strong class. Five years, the same. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and you have multiple locations, correct? Correct. We have our OG facility which is uh, all of our production is done here. Distribution is done out of here. And this it's in a Plaza Midwood neighborhood, Charlotte, North Carolina, on Central Avenue. And then our second location is just a tap room. Uh, but we also have Moster Coffee and El Toro Bruto Tacos, and that is in the South End neighborhood. Uh, it's about three blocks south of Bank America Stadium where the Panthers play and CLTFC and all kinds of concerts. So super convenient. I hear that tacos and beer go together well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue that. <laughs> <laughs> and is there is there a third location or just the two? Uh, just the two okay. for now. Why did you hear something? That I don't I know. It's it, it, it lists three <laughs> things on your website. <laughs> oh, really? Hmm. Well, it, it it I can't remember what it said. Um. So who are the founders of Resident Culture? So the founders, uh, Phil and Amanda McLam, uh, they are married. Uh, they come from business finance background. And then on the brewing side of things, Chris Tropiano, he worked at a brewery in Austin, Texas, but more recently came to us from Russian River. He was uh, the lead brewer at their brew pub, so... He brewed all their like experimental, rotational, one-off kind of stuff, not like STS and stuff, but all the other stuff. Okay. Uh, it says the Gilded Cellar. Oh, that's Gilded Cellar is at our second location, but it's like kind of the basement. It's our private event space. Oh, okay. So it's like a two and a half locations. Yeah, it's under one roof. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's some places in Frederick like that too. They where the, there's a restaurant upstairs, and then they have a separate name for 
what is basically the same restaurant, but just in the fur, like in their basement. Yeah. So that's why I, I, there's a, at least a good reason this time for why I was confused. Exactly. Um, where does the name resident culture come from? Uh, so breaking down into the two different words, <clears throat> resident, like we're all, we're really big from the start, uh, on community. So just resident, whether it be resident of the world, resident of your neighborhood and everything in between. Uh, and then culture obviously comes from another word for yeast. Uh, we're big on mixed culture stuff and spontaneous and all that stuff. So just kind of a blend of two things that we're passionate about. And it, does that just come from um, their interests from when they started the brewery? Yes, absolutely. Kind of like our mantra as well, ethos. So the resident culture specialty is more or less, it's like IPAs, lagers, and mixed culture, right? Yeah, definitely when we started. Uh, it would have probably been a year and a half, close to two years before we ever did like our first stout. Um, and I know that we, we were very fortunate enough to have uh, good feedback and people follow us for that as well. So uh, definitely brought in our portfolio and, and skill set as well. So very lucky for that. So um, why are there so many good breweries in North Carolina? <laughs> uh, why not? Um, one thing that I know Mikey can agree with this, that I've definitely come to the forefront the more traveling I do in different uh, cities and states I think what sets Charlotte's apart, especially and then North Carolina as a whole, is just the community we have and more or less we're collaborators and not competitors. And, you know, like uh, a brewery hit me up yesterday and they wanted 15 one ways that they're short on. I was like, can we buy them? I was like, yes, absolutely. Like, whatever you need, whenever you need it, like, we're just there for each other. And, you know, a rising tide rises raises all ships, so. Well, it's also a thing, too. North Carolina's bar is so high already. You can't really decide to just jump into the beer market if you don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? You, there's so many. I mean, what have we got? 60 breweries here in Charlotte alone. And, you know, 95% of them are putting out really good beer. So when you have stuff like that, it kind of catches them as a trend. You know, Asheville started it. But, you know, you got Wilmington, Raleigh, Durham, everybody. Their bar is set pretty high. Well, that's the thing, too. It's not like even there's just one city that has a ton of good breweries. You have three distinct areas that have all world-class breweries in them. Yeah. Well, we got 360 breweries in the state now. In a, in mean, to, really, to echo what you, to you just said, when I, I was talking to Dissolver, they had said the same thing. Is like they had no choice but to open and try to have the world's best beer because opening in Asheville there, you can't, you can't put out an inferior product and survive. Vince is very humble too, because Vince is one of the best <laughs> brewers I know. So, so he didn't have trouble brewing some of the best beer in Asheville. So, 
so they uh, why did they choose Charlotte? Is that where they're from, or was it strategic? Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah, Phil. Phil is from Charlotte. He was born and raised here. Uh, they relocated from New York City where he met his wife, and then through college friends met Tropes. Um, kind of fell very fortunate situation of the space of the original facility where it was in the family. So we bought it from his dad. So that helps. Kind of like fell fell into that. Uh, very lucky. What um, what size brew house did Resident Culture open with? So we still have the original uh, brew house. Um, it's an oversized 15. I think we usually fill it up to about 18, 19 barrels every turn. Uh, we have a seven-barrel stout tank, four 15-barrels fermenters, uh, 430s, 240s. And we just got three 60-barrels stood up. Um, looking to go online in I th- probably about a month get the glycol and everything situated and we also got two grain silos as well so pretty uh pretty big uh, undertaking that we got right in front of us so so you produce a lot of beer yeah i think we just uh yeah we just hit over four thousand uh produced not packaged yet obviously because of a lot of the barrel aging we do but our brew house has produced just over four thousand barrels right now that's a lot of beer yeah. Did uh did you open with the plan of selling everything through the tap room and on site or was there di- like heavy distribution plans from the beginning? And actually do you distribute much now at all? Uh we do distribute now uh pretty well up and down the east coast especially in the south. There was really no plans we kind of had like that other half veil type of uh, goal where the people come to us. We wanted to be like a destination and that type of thing. Can releases, bottle releases and whatnot. The, when did we get? We got our crawler machine like three months in. And then a few, I want to say like December of 17 was like our first can release uh, with our mobile can line. And then just kind of took off from there. Then obviously COVID happened and threw a wrench into the plans. And luckily we had already put a down payment on our own canning line. So that put us at the top of the list for that. So a few months after that, we got our own canning line and just kind of never turned back. Just kept cranking it. Yeah, people who had canning lines, well, already, but then already in the works, definitely had a leg up with all the yeah. the mad dash to purchase canning lines that took place. Mm-hmm. Especially because North Carolina was a fairly locked down state, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, compared to other southern states, I think it was. Um, and it was like, oh, God, it seemed like forever ago, you know? <laughs> it yeah. was so back and forth and whatnot, uh, what we could do, what we couldn't do. Um I think it was like a national thing where fortunately for us, we fall under like the Department of Agriculture because we were a beverage producer. So we could keep, uh, everybody could keep working. We could keep selling. We had the drive through for a while. We did uh, personal home delivery for a while. Um, it allowed us to get those PPP loans and keep everyone employed. So definitely lucked out on that. 
Let's take a um, real quick sponsor break, and then when we get back, we'll just uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, resident culture. We'll be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, are one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. So, John, how did how did you get into craft beer? Oh, man. <clears throat> I guess the... Short of it would be there's a beer bar salute over here in North Charlotte, North Carolina, and I kind of moved to the neighborhood like right down the street, right when it opened. Just kind of stumbled in there, <clears throat> met Jason Glunt, the owner, and became friends with him. And it just, I don't it, it interests me that there was like you know, that beer and liquids could taste you know, so much more than what I was, you know, drinking underage and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like there was like more to it than Blue Moon and whatnot, you know, there's just so much difference in it. And yeah, it just started like a love affair. And actually Jason's the one that kind of helped me get the job and put me in touch with Phil and Tropes in the first place. So just kind of, just felt like it was kind of meant to be. So how, um, how long had Resident Culture been open whenever you started? Uh, I, I started like six months before we even opened. Okay, so you from the very beginning. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> very very early on, um, when this was like this whole place was just like dirt, and helped them with some of the plans like the bar and all stuff like that. Did we lose John? No, sorry, I'm in low power mode. We're getting, we're getting ready for the anniversary. <laughs> a lot of moving parts on Tuesdays. Um, yeah. So what? Uh, actually, when when this airs, uh, the anniversary will, will already have happened. But why don't you tell people what they missed or what they got to experience if they were there? <laughs> so what what is planned for the anniversary celebration? Like Mikey, you got this one. Uh, so we're doing a skating event. Uh, all in the morning time, like free skate, skate lessons. We got a couple, I don't know what he calls quarter pipes. I don't know much about skateboarding. Is it like just a half, like half of yeah. a half pipe? That would be a quarter pipe. <laughs> yeah. We have, uh, we got a bunch of quarter pipes, some um, kickers, some rails, stuff like that. Yeah. And then we are having a beer release, our, uh, ego death and five variants. So, What's ego death? Uh, 
that is our barrel aged stout. Okay. Uh, John, what is it? Hazelnut, coconut nib, cacao nibs, hazelnut. Yeah, so the, the base of uh, Ego Death. Ego Death is 12.5% bourbon barrel aged stout. Um, I guess the past three years we have released it on our anniversary. <clears throat> but yeah, hazelnut and cocoa nibs is the base. So that's one. The second one would be vanilla beans. Then we have a compost cookie, which is like kind of a... Oh, it's got so much stuff in it, like some potato chips and other stuff. It's got a little salinity. It's really good. Um, what were the other ones? Uh, we got cocoa, I mean, uh, coconut with mustard coffee. We have um, banana Thai with, with caramel. Caramel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thai banana caramel. Ooh, that sounds good. And is that it? That's five total? Yeah, that's the five total styles. And then we'll have our five-year anniversary one-time only hazy triple ipa uh we have a double version of lightning drops which double double lightning which we released once before but this version is double dry hopped um <clears throat> and then free skate which was i'm pretty sure it was our the first beer we ever made on the system so very nostalgic for us and those and are all the stouts are all bottle release, right? Correct. And what were you about to say, Mikey? Uh, we also have six breweries coming to town. Uh, so we got Outer Range, Cerebral, uh, Vitamin C, Halfway Crooks. Uh, who else we got? Other Half and Hot Butcher. Hot Butcher, yeah. So the, will, will they be, they'll be there pouring? <clears throat> uh, we have a... The whale, we have, we we're, we run the rails. Uh, it's like their tap truck. They have some taps, so we'll have some guest six stools that we'll have out in the parking lot, right be around the skate park. <clears throat> and so that'll be all the guest taps, and all of our beer will be inside. So, so basically, if you're listening to this and you weren't here, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna blow Sorry, it out. We're sold out. <laughs> um, what? What size uh, tap room do you have? Like, how how large is your location? <clears throat> uh, I'd say we have one of the larger ones in far of <clears throat> occupancy that I've been to. We like I said, we were fortunate to get a lot of space. Um, God, I don't even know. I think our occupancy is like three hundred indoors, and it's probably close to five hundred outdoors. And then, oh wow. Uh, the anniversary that the parking lot will be shut down you know it'll be like half skate park and half like kind of seating and food trucks um so yeah we're hoping to squeeze a bunch of people in here for a good time so you guys um are pretty heavy into the uh the festival circuit too right like you've been yeah. to, I mean, <laughs> I love that you call it that. That's how yeah, when, the traveling we, circus. <laughs> it is. I, I said circuit, but circus definitely also would work. <laughs> yeah. Interchangeable. <laughs> um, around how many do you tend a year? Cause I, I've seen you would at at least two this year, John. Yeah. Uh, I would say I attend <clears throat> by far the most, obviously, but not all of them. Yeah. Uh, fortunate to have Mikey on the team now, so we can kind of, 
you know, I could take some weekends off here and there, or we can hit two at once. Uh, what was it, two weeks ago, I was out at GABF, and Mikey was representing us at Snallygaster. Um, God, I don't know. I would say close to, like, 50, maybe, throughout a whole year. I know Mikey came to town and didn't bother saying hi to me. Oh. Huh? When? Snallygaster. I live... I mean, I'm a half hour, 45 minutes north yeah. of DC. But. <laughs> and I flew there. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I wasn't near there. <laughs> it's close. He yeah, flew over. And, he waved. And I think uh, normally for me in the year, it was around you know, 20 to 25 festivals you know, prior to RC. So now I mean, it's probably going to be more to help Johnny out and do what I can. People seem to like me a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> I um, there's no way I could uh, go to that many a year. I think I would collapse. It's a lot. It's a lot. <clears throat> it also just keeps me uh, I don't know, keeps me energized. Um, <clears throat> seeing all those people making new relationships, furthering relationships, and I, I just feel like I always learn something from somebody uh when i'm going there i mean we always as much as we don't want to get wrapped up in business we always wind up talking about it obviously with yeah. different brewers different breweries um and i mean like i said earlier like we're just all trying to help each other out and um there's been like a wave of of, of festivals and they've been really taking care of brewers um and just kind of rolling out the red carpet hospitality wise so i would be remiss if you know we didn't show up you know just like yeah. we're doing this weekend for the six breweries in town um you know just take care of it make it special for others for them going the extra mile for you when and there was someone saying over this past weekend at barrel culture that it and even though it, it is such a grind for all of you like because everyone's going to a lot of the same festivals like you're basically just going and getting to hang out with your best friends. Like you've all become such great friends because you're always at the same places. So it makes it a little bit easier too, I guess. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's great. I feel like it's like that at the beginning of the year or by the end of the year, everybody gets to talk about how tired they are together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a because lot of that. It's, just to piggyback on what John oh, says, yeah. you know, we have beer in a lot of markets and you know, if we, if we're sending beer to Indiana, we need to send somebody to represent the brand because yeah. those people that are going to drink wrestling culture would really like to meet someone actually from the brewery. So once they realize, you know, the people are cool, it, the beer is already good. It, it helps our brand even more. Yeah. yeah the, the yeah, people... it's a nice way. It's nice. Like it's nice brand activation. So like Indiana, that's actually like, you know, that I happened a few weeks ago, I went out to 450 North, uh, did all the paperwork, sent some stuff, a pallet up and, uh, so 450 North was the first place that we poured and then they were they took the orders and they were delivering it around Indianapolis and whatnot like the next week so you know every person that came came through our line that got to try our beer I got to tell them I was like, hey if you like it you know it, it's going to start hitting shelves next week so just try to do that and really make it worthwhile and uh, make it a nice experience for our, our consumers do you distribute into Maryland <clears throat> working on that right now with the other side 
Okay. Um, That's, I was just, I, I was hoping that you would talk longer because I was figuring if you <clears throat> did, it would be other side. So I was like <laughs> trying to get on the other side's site yeah. before. So something weird happened with like the state of Maryland and like their servers like got wiped or something like that. So we're kind of, of like, we're like reapplying, but it's not really reapplying because we were already, you know, we're already in good standing. We just have to get them to uh, enter us in again and then like, you know, I don't know, pay the taxes or reporting or whatever it is for it's different per state. But yeah, hoping, hoping to get a drop up there before the end of the year. So that would be great. I wonder what. I know the city of Baltimore's, like, their entire network was held by ransomware. And I can't remember if that was this oh, year Lord. or last year. So I wonder if something similar happened to the state and it just wasn't a big deal made of it. Yeah, it did happen. It happened, like, in January. It was, like, first of the year or maybe late 2021, like a year ago. So that lines up. Oh, so right around when you were, because you were out here. You were at Kushwa, weren't you? Yeah, I was at Kushwa. Yeah, that would have been good timing to be able to bring here yeah, Maryland. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to get out. I'm just waiting for that to go uh, to, to us to go active in Maryland. And then I'm going to try to go out and brew something with Kushwan. But we want to be able to have like a little, I don't know, like a, a pallet sale and do like a tap takeover at their tap room. But obviously uh, it's being held up right now. But that is definitely in the works. So I will oh, see awesome. you there when that happens. Yeah, Maryland doesn't necessarily make it easy for people to sell beer here. Nobody does. Well, we get DC. Yeah, DC, well, I, DC <laughs> just kind of like pretty easy too. You're allowed to just yeah, set it on the street, easy. I think. Shout out to Ashley at Low Country for making life so much easier <laughs> for everybody. Shout out Low Country, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there there are so many uh, breweries that. Like they'll distribute in everyone around us, but they, they like. I guess once you start to see like the the headache that Maryland can be, just skip over and go to Virginia, then to Pennsylvania, Delaware, and just completely ignore Maryland altogether. All right, let's take um one more real quick sponsor break, and then we come back. Let's uh, talk about anything else exciting that you guys have coming up. And then um, I'm going to ask you guys some stupid questions. So we'll be right back. I buy my beer at District East in downtown Frederick, Maryland. They have an amazing selection of local and hard-to-find beers, and I love the option of making my own mix-and-match custom six-pack. District East is on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Showroom Restaurant and Rockwell Brewery. Most weeks, they have over 950 beers in stock. Check out this week's selection at www.districteastbeer.com. McClintock Distilling is Maryland's first and only certified organic distillery, handcrafting gins, whiskeys, vodkas, and cordials from non-GMO organic ingredients in downtown Frederick. Named the best vodka distillery in the country by USA Today, best gin in the world at the International Spirits Competition, and double gold at the World Spirits Competition for Bourbon, Rye, and Gin. Open now for tours, tastings, and classes. Come sample the most awarded distillery in Frederick today. All right, so what, um, whoa. <laughs> and you were, you were worried about Mikey doing stupid stuff? 
He made fun of me when I brought it to work. Now he's using it every day. <laughs> Two days in a row. <laughs> um, is, do, do you guys have anything else coming up that you're excited about? <clears throat> oh, I mean, just the anniversary for us, like specifically on site. Um, we've put a lot of time and effort and work into it, so <clears throat> we're super pumped about that. Um, let me see, where are we going to be on the road? Uh, so by the time this airs, what will be the next thing we're doing? I'm going to Tulsa to brew with American Solera and then flying from there to represent us at Perennials Festival. The weekend after that, I'll be in Chicago uh, for some other events around the city in preparation for FOBAB. Uh, Mikey will be in Atlanta doing some, <clears throat> I think got one or two events, and then it'll be, we'll be pouring at Le Bon, hosted by Good Word. Uh, what's after that? We'll be at Heist Night and Day. Mikey will be pouring there here in Charlotte. Uh, I will be out at Burley Oak, the great state of Maryland. Yeah, it's um, beautiful here. And then Civil Society after that um, down in Florida. Um, also, for anyone in like the triad region of North Carolina, or sorry, Triangle, uh, Wood and Nickel has asked us to be their brewery of the month for November. So we'll have... <clears throat> A lot of beer on tap, a lot of special stuff on tap up there uh, throughout the whole month of November, kind of in uh, ending at a, uh, a Black Friday party after Thanksgiving. So that's a little quick rundown. I think we got December off, right? I don't know. We'll see. Sure, someone in <laughs> we'll California. See who invites me to what? Someone in California is probably doing something in December, so you can just go there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Mosterland. <laughs> We're not doing that. No, most related is in November. <clears throat> that's oh, uh, November. I think it's the fifth too. November fifth. <clears throat> we'll be out there. Yeah, Amanda's going out there. <clears throat> Represent us. Uh, I guess I can say this. Uh, she's gonna be brewing with, <clears throat> like, on site to brew with uh, North Park. Who, if you know North Park, they won four medals at GABF, which <clears throat> you're only allowed to enter five beers per brewery. So to win four medals is ah, so freaking outstanding. They had a clean sweep. Uh, so they won, yeah, yeah. So they won brewery of the year for uh, I forget what the the barrelage limit was, but it's the same one we're in. It's the same most craft breweries are in. Um, so they're just insane and good friends of ours. And so we're Amanda's brewing that beer there, and then we're all gonna brew it here awesome. in Charlotte. So. It'll be great that both Matt. both coasts will get to uh, shout out Mac. Um, yeah, I had Mac. Um, what shoes you got on? It was last <laughs> last month, I think. Mac and Kelsey were on. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> All right. How do people keep up to date with what's going on at Resident Culture? Oh, we actually just a week or two ago just completely overhauled our website. So residentculturebrewing.com has a lot of that. Uh, links there will also take you to Instagram. Instagram is a great place with stories and posts to keep up with what we have going on. So, All right, ready for some stupid questions? You know it. All right, you both want to answer them or just you, Mikey? He's gonna... Drums over <laughs> flat. 
<laughs> oh no, we're I, I've got I've got new ones added in there now. I know, You're so flabbergasted when I said that. Yeah, it's. What? Well, I think you answered this one wrong, so I'm going to give you a second shot at who would win in a battle between a pirate and a ninja. I would say a pirate because they have a gun. Okay, you you answer it correctly then. Yeah. John, do you want to weigh in? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Caitlin was laughing. Uh, Who would win in a battle between a pirate and a ninja? Uh, Well, if they both have swords, probably say ninja because they're still ninjas up to date now, and they're you know still fighting. Not really pirates anymore. Well, there's definitely yeah, pirates. Haven't ninja. you seen the movie? Yeah, come on. Uh, rocket launchers. Yeah, you're wrong, John. Nobody ain't taking on the rocket launcher. <laughs> All right, this, I'm not letting you answer anymore. Does thank <laughs> you. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? Fuck no. Correct answer. If you're in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Is Nickelback actually a good band? Yes. You have to listen <clears> to <throat> the stuff that's not on the radio. Better than they get a rap for. Yeah. You you didn't People come like to hate Nickelback just because the internet hates Nickelback. It's I mean it's a fun pastime. Um, you didn't their come songs over. Are actually, pretty dirty. What's that? Their songs on their albums. Uh, my fiance started making me listen to them. I was like, wow, this is Nickelback. This is pretty dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, John, you didn't um, you didn't come over during the Brewers party while I was recording at Barrel Culture, did you? No, I gave I gave you the space, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just you were just saving it for now. Exactly. What is your most prized possession? Ooh, Mikey, go first. What's my uh, my daughter? I don't know if you can consider that a possession. Oh, well, allow it. I mean, so. Other than that, um, I didn't have to. I mean, I wouldn't say possession, but that I think that counts. It's like what I you really care like the TV. most about that that counts. My seventy-two inch TV. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know my job. There's a lot of things. I don't know. <laughs> my weed pen. <laughs> <laughs> Come I have this uh, $1 coin. I can't remember why my grandma gave it to me, but I've carried it with me like every day. I carried it with me uh, on deployment everywhere I went, and I've just kept it in my wallet every day since, and uh, nobody knows about that. Now that is fucking cute. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is pro- I think that's the best that's like, If I ever lose my wallet and you see me freak out, like that's why. Yeah, I was going to say one that's like pretty brave. Because yeah. <laughs> to carry it around all like, the time. I don't know, good luck. Yeah. Now I feel like a douchebag because this is so sentimental. <laughs> and you're talking about TVs. <laughs> TVs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't know. A car. Uh, well, don't worry because John has had by far the best answer to that <laughs> so far. I think. <laughs> nice. What is the best gift you have ever received? I guess I could kind of roll into your most prized possession there, but. Oh, yeah. A daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For Mikey. Yeah. 
I mean, but like, are we talking like Christmas gifts? Because I mean, she technically is a gift. Well, any she gift. She is pretty cool. Like someone just gave like anniversary, birthday. Johnny's just wrecking the place over there. <laughs> right, we'll we'll move on to the next one. This is the, that's, yeah, that's a tough one. If you were a wrestler, what would your walkout music be? Uh, it would be an ICP song. Probably the one that they used to come out to. I'm not a, I'm not a <clears throat> juggalo, so I don't know. <laughs> out, yeah. Bro. Okay, nobody is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. What was the question? I it, if you JP were a wrestler, being super loud. If you were a wrestler, what would your walkout music be? Oh man. <clears throat> I would have to go. I know Rob Van Dam already has this, but Pantera "Walk" is just the best. If you were a member of the Spice Girls, what would your name be? Chunky Drunk Spice. Spice? <laughs> Johnny would be Drunk Spice and Mikey would be Chunky Spice. Those are good ones. <laughs> if if you drop food on the floor, what is the maximum acceptable amount of time that you can pick it up and eat it? Depends on the floor. Depends on how, depends on how sticky it is. <clears throat> like the food. Like if you drop your pizza <clears throat> topping side down, it's done. Uh, but if it's like the crust side down, it's a good 30 seconds. Especially if you're like at a hospital. I mean, full one minute. I mean, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of variables. A lot of variables. Post COVID, that's probably the cleanest floor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, there there are a lot of variables. Like, how good is what you dropped? How hungry are you? How much do you like mm-hmm. what you dropped? <clears throat> yeah, you just got to think on the fly before it gets too long. Yeah. Would you rather choose to be able to fly or a million dollars? Fly. Why? I just always wanted to fly. Yeah. Huh? Huh? <laughs> it's, it's like my answer for everything. <laughs> Compare flying to everything, it's always going to be fly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> always answer fly. <laughs> yeah. Who would play you in a movie about your life? Hmm. Spencer Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On, um, I'm going to switch it up and say The Rock. <laughs> oh, oh, for yeah, me? Thank very, you. Yeah, we look very similar. <laughs> yeah, he would have to work out a little bit harder, though. I know, right? <laughs> Chunky Spice. There, there were at least three people at Barrel Culture that answered Jason Statham. So, it's who? Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember. I have to listen back through that episode because I'm releasing this God, Friday. Was it Ethan? It was probably Ethan. I was just thinking it was probably <laughs> Ethan. <laughs> jo- I'm pretty sure Josh was one of them. Um, Wait, Josh from Mortalis? Yeah. Um, that lines up. I can't remember who else, but it w- it was just it it became really funny for me because it was just felt like. It, the brew brewers just are apparently really into Jason Statham. <laughs> Is cereal a type of soup? No. <laughs> Is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm a little. I'm, uh, 
that's a so we have this place called Goodworth down the street that actually makes like brat sandwiches. So it could be. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Yes. Without without even hesitation, motherfucker. No. Who was the real boy? When else do you watch Die Hard? Uh, never, actually. Never, but. just Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's never. <laughs> I watched it, like, I think once when I was a kid because my dad really liked it, and then never again. It was a great childhood. Um, who was the real bully, Daniel LaRusso or Johnny Lawrence? LaRusso. LaRusso. That's correct. There were... There were also multiple people at Barrel Culture that had no idea what I was talking about when I asked that question. <laughs> if you were having a plumbing issue, who would you hire, Mario or Luigi? Mario. Luigi. He's taller. He can reach higher things. I personally would pick Luigi. Yep. Well, you're both wrong. <laughs> What would you rather receive first, good news or bad news? Bad news. Bad, yeah. Yeah, I don't, there's a couple of people that answered good first. I just don't, I feel like that's just the wrong order. Like, you know, why would you want to be, like, really happy about something and then, like, completely let down? Yeah. How do you feel about garden gnomes? <clears throat> it's a great Halloween costume, I guess. <laughs> How many pairs of underwear do you pack for a three-day trip? Uh, Always plus one. Lean, you need to lean in closer to your laptop, Mikey. Can't really hear you. There you go. I pack six pairs just in case I shit myself three times. <laughs> <laughs> So he's plus one per day. I'm yeah. plus one for the trip. Yeah. I, I, Mikey's just prepared for anything, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't check my hotel sometimes. The guys from the well will laugh at me because uh, I'll take swimming trunks and not have a pool at the hotel. And other times I have <clears throat> a pool at the hotel and just extra boxers. No, swimming trunk is a necessity to pack because it doesn't take up any room. But you never know if there's going to be a pool. You know, just want to be prepared. Yeah. How many times? (laughs) That's true. How many times a day do you check yourself out in the mirror? Oh, this is a John question. Every time I am near one, (laughs) (laughs) I, I do it like. Twice in the morning before I leave the house, and that's about it. I don't believe you. I think you're all day long admiring that beard. No. Like I said, this is a John question. He's got a perm on that thing. It don't move. Hell no. As a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Paleontologist. Oh. Oh. I think math teacher was like as a kid dream yeah. big yeah. <laughs> dream underpaid yeah <laughs> is it acceptable to use a gift card on a first date 
Hell yeah. If they don't, if they don't see it, for sure. What about a coupon? Yes. <laughs> what coupons you you got at restaurants, man? You holding out on us? Uh, Retailmenot.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, would you would you go to Applebee's and get like two for five or whatever it is? Obviously. <laughs> the brainer there, Johnny. Johnny Applebee's, Applebee's right here. What is? <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst concert you've ever attended? Alt J. Who? Alt J. What's that? Who's that? It's a band. Uh, you have to look them up. It's it. They're they're really good. They just didn't move at all. Okay. They relied on their light show. That it's all right. Yeah, it's usually something like that. I worked well, at a, a nightclub years ago and. Uh, some of the DJs, the traveling DJs, were pretty bad, and it was the same type of thing—just relying on lights and smoke, and you know, just uh, like no substance. You know, betting substance. that people were on drugs and wouldn't remember how bad they were. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the revivalists being really bad too. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time, um, and I look forward to. Uh, seeing you guys at the next uh festival that you're at are you gonna drag mikey Absolutely. up here whenever you uh come up here whenever Marilyn graces you with the ability to sell beer here yeah absolutely gotta gotta bring someone to do the work oh yeah all right uh thank you guys so much for your time and thank you everyone for listening cheers thanks chris cheers thanks you guys the uncapped podcast is produced by graham cullen and me chris sands be sure to like us on facebook and if you've enjoyed these podcasts please leave us a review on google play or the itunes store a special thanks to double motorcycle for providing our theme music thanks for listening Oh my God, that's good.